This is the Yoga 360 Podcast. We bring you knowledge, inspiration, and resources to help you live your best life. We connect with students, teachers, and experts from the community to both educate and have fun conversations from the heart. If you enjoy the benefits of yoga, value your health and well-being, and enjoy connecting with others, you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yoga 360 Podcast. I'm Steve Cotton. I'm Karen Eaney. Tonight, Karen and I have another shorter posture-based episode, and the posture for tonight is deer pose, or 90-90. Yeah, this was Stephen's suggestion. Why did you suggest this one, Stephen? I've been doing it quite a bit more lately. Interesting. Yeah, in the more chiller yin and yin-yang classes that I've been taking, I kind of want those to be almost like a contrast to the vinyasa classes Mm -hmm. that I'm doing. So when it's cued in a vinyasa class, I'll probably take like pigeon. Mm. Right. But if it's cued in one of those classes, then I'll take the 90-90 version. Interesting. Yeah. And and so I, I taught it tonight. I taught a full yin class yes, tonight. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, and did one of my favorite things. Those of you who have taken my yin class might have come across this before, but I love to teach a long deer pose with a bunch of variations within it. So that's it, what we did tonight. It was a long deer. It was a long deer <laughs> pose. So spoiler alerts on yeah, that one. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, deer pose, 90-90 pose. It's a yin posture and we love it. <laughs> okay. So what is deer pose? So again, I'm just going to pretend I'm teaching it. Bring your left shin parallel to the top of your mat and your right shin parallel to the side of your mat. Make sure there's some space between your right knee and your left heel, so your back knee and your front heel. Uh, And uh, most of us from that position will feel like we're tilting off to the left, Mm -hmm. away from our leg that is back. So you want to try and adjust that. So mm-hmm. me, I, I notice that quite a bit. Yeah. So for me, I, I physically lift my left bum cheek up and pull it away. <laughs> uh, some of you might do better if you play with the position of your right heel, your back heel, uh, and feel really balanced. I kind of try and shift my weight backwards, like towards the the back end of my mat, if that makes sense to you. Interesting. It does. Yeah. Uh, I almost wonder if what that does is brings your sit bones a little closer to the ground, and so you're a little more anchored. Yeah, 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 I would say so. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then at that point, you fold forward over your front shin any amount. Um, in the traditional variation, you are folding directly between your knee and your foot. And for me, I would rather you stay up on your hands uh, rather than what I've seen some people do is they fold forward on top of their knee. Uh, I would rather you stay centered mm-hmm. on top of your hands. Um this is a bit of a sidetrack, but your body will always take the path of least resistance. Uh, so if there's an injury, if there's something uncomfortable, if there's just an area that's tight in your body, you're automatically going to shy away from it. So if there's tightness when you're trying to fold directly forward, you're going to fold towards your knee. That's normal. But the whole goal in yin is to not shy away from that, to mm-hmm. find that that resistance and, and to soften into it as long as it's not painful. Okay, so what is this pose similar to? I think I'm kind of alone in this, but I kind of feel like it's not really similar to anything else. I I really don't. Um, A lot of people will offer deer as an alternative for swan or for pigeon. Uh, Mm -hmm, Because it has the same placement of that front leg. Yes, of the front leg. But the difference is that so... In both swan and deer, you're getting external rotation to the front hip. It's the same shape as in butterfly, for instance. Your hip is externally rotating. But in the back leg, you're getting internal rotation. And I think for me, most of the time when I teach deer, that's what I'm actually shooting for. We don't often internally rotate our legs. 
Another shape where you do get internal rotation would be, for instance, shoelace. Uh, but I find, and, and so shoelace or cow face, you might hear that sometimes, is when, again, I'll just pretend I'm teaching it, you start on all fours, bring your right knee in front of your left knee, and then come and sit back down. So you're seated, your knees are stacked on top of each other, and your feet are going opposite directions. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's just not accessible to a lot of bodies for a lot of reasons. No, no. Yeah, yeah. For, from I, I struggle with that one sometimes. What keeps you from being comfortable in that shape? The rotation of the hips, but also anatomy Yeah. as well. Right, right. So just the male anatomy you're saying is going to be a little less comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So in a different reason, my anatomy is not so great. I think just because my thighs are so... so uh, I'm trying to reframe this in positive terms. I have powerful thighs, extra powerful thighs. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so when they're stacked on top of each other, uh, it's just a lot more space than some people's bodies. So depending on your anatomy, shoelace might not work, but internally rotating your hips is important. And I think deer is a much more accessible way to internally rotate the the, the hip than a lot of other shapes where you find internal rotation. I, I really noticed that that engagement, we'll, we'll just call it that, mm -hmm. in, in the back leg. Recently, in in doing this, specifically when it's my right leg that is the back leg. Interesting, which doesn't not make sense to me because you're like that would be your dominant leg, right? For the most part, yes. Yeah, yeah. so it's going to be a little stronger. There's a little more muscles okay. being built up. You mm. use them a little bit more, so yeah. internally rotating. And I I see what you mean with the word engagement, but I don't love using it with yin. Um, just that sensation of internally rotating the back leg is going to be spicy for a lot of people yeah it's spicy um resistance could also be another yeah, word for it yeah that's a nice one which again okay. in yin that's what you want find some resistance where you can be comfortably uncomfortable and relax into it yeah um it's interesting because in on the yinyoga.com website which is run by bernie clark who is who i did my training with um he actually says i want to quote directly here that most can't do this pose well enough to get a lot of benefit from it so it is useful mainly as a counter pose in which case hold for up to one minute okay yeah so keep that in mind as you're doing it i would say especially for male bodies uh, your hips are going to be a little tighter you might not be able to internally rotate as much as some of the other bodies in the room that's normal if you run a lot if you spend a lot of time on your feet if you are active and things like jujitsu, uh, you know, you're going to have more muscle buildup. And as such, it's going to be more difficult for you to find the full range of motion in your hips. It's just normal. So does that website give an indication what would be an optimal length of time to hold it to get uh, the full benefit from? It, it doesn't there, but just in general with yin, um, Bernie's stance and a lot of yin teachers' stance is that, you know, two minutes is a minimum for a posture. You know, if you're okay. actually holding it. Uh Five minutes and more is when the posture actually starts. Um, so we'll circle back a little to variations, but when I'm teaching this, I like it to be a long time. I like it to be a really long time. I like to do some different variations with your legs in the same shape so that you are carving into different areas of the hips a little bit. Uh, and I find that makes it look a little more restful and accessible to people. So sure. Rather than just folding forward for 15 minutes straight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we kind of touched on it, but what is this pose targeting? So I would say a lot of the hips. You are getting, again, external rotation to the front hips, internal rotation to the back hips. Depending on the variation you're practicing, you might also see benefit to the spine here. Um, it is 
a rounding to the spine if you're folding forward over your front leg. Uh, we've touched on nether posture-based episodes, but rounding the spine is not always appropriate. It's something that my medical team has told me to avoid due to my spine injury, but I find this one is quite comfortable for me. Uh, I get the support of my front shin against my torso, so it's a more supported way for me to fold forward. So I get a gentle rounding of the spine in a slightly safer way than, for instance, child's pose. There's okay. more support for me. Are you using any props when you round forward? Depending on how my body feels that day. Sometimes I can come to the mat comfortably. Sometimes I have a block underneath my forehead. Um, Sometimes I stay up on my hands the whole time. That's fine. Uh, I love a bolster in front of my front Mm -hmm. chin to lie on. Um, If I'm at home, I've literally like grabbed a huge comforter and just balled it up in front of me and that feels really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you look like a a big crash pad. Basically, anything to make the ground more comfortable for you. So it depends on your body, Um, but it can also feel good if you don't have any contraindications, any spine injuries, to just let your body hang in a forward fold to let it start to stress and stretch out that fascia Mm -hmm. uh, to remind your body you have that range of motion, that ability to round forward. That can feel really good. Um, Another thing that this is really lovely for is that compression to internal internal organs can be really great for um, if you're experiencing menstrual cramps or digestive cramps uh, or, you know, digestion issues. It can be really nice for that. Um, It's one of my go-tos if I have cramps, I'll find that. It's also a nice one uh, if you tend to have high blood pressure because anytime you're rounding your spine forward, anytime your lower limbs are closer to your heart, it's going to calm your blood pressure down. So it's got a whole ton of benefits Mm -hmm. uh, outside of the, I would say, skeletal system of your body. You're going to get a lot of benefits from this one. Okay, sure. Yeah, so there is a lot going on in this posture. There's a ton going on in this posture, yeah. So any contraindications why somebody shouldn't want to be doing this pose? The big one that comes to mind for me is knees. You might feel pain in the front knee. If that's the case, maybe move your heel closer to your body. If you feel pain in the back knee, the first thing I would suggest is that you bring your back knee forward, even to rest on top of the heel in front of you, because that will reduce the internal rotation of the back hip. Um, And sometimes if you feel pain in the back knee in this posture, what's happening is you're asking a lot of your hip, and your hip can't quite do it. So it's recruiting movement from your knee joint and adding torque there, which is not a good thing for mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. So reduce that in any way you can. Maybe that's padding under the back knee. Maybe padding under the front knee. Maybe your right knee comes forward. Take any alignment-based cues from an instructor with a grain of salt and then adjust for your unique anatomy. Yes, because you mentioned that today in, in the class that you taught as well, too, that, uh, that you mentioned bringing the knee forward. Yeah, and we had um, two people in the room tonight with really acute knee injuries, so that's why I was harping on it a bit more. Mm-hmm. And I was watching them, and they were not not feeling the shape. Okay. So. And we're talking about the back leg. <laughs> the back, yeah, right. the back leg in particular. Um, what I see more often for the front leg is the knee will be floating, in which case you add a folded up blanket or your water bottle or anything to mm-hmm. just support that front leg. Uh, and that's usually just tension. You're externally rotating the hips, so just the same as in butterfly. You just do something to support that external mm-hmm. rotation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only contraindications that really come to mind specifically, but with as with any posture, especially in yin, if something hurts, you just don't go as far as you would otherwise. So a lot of people in this posture, especially those who aren't able to internally rotate their hip as much as they'd like, 
this posture for them is sitting straight up the entire time. And that's okay because if you're feeling mm-hmm. something in yin, you're doing it. There is no reason to fold forward at all. <laughs> right. There, yeah. Yeah. There have been sometimes for myself as well, too, just, just being upright is exactly what I needed in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. And this is actually a shape. If I'm, um, this might not shock most of you, but if we have meetings at the studio, we are often just sitting on the ground in the hot room. That's normal for us. So if it's that sort of situation, <laughs> I will sit with my legs in deer pose. Yeah, no, not in a yogi squat, squat like Candace. Uh, uh, I'll do it says. for a minute or two sometimes, but yeah, I'll find deer pose. It's I should I'll set up a hidden camera one day when we have a meeting. You can see all the weird positions the instructors take when we're chatting about other things. Uh-huh. <laughs> How about variations? Oh, this is the exciting part. I, I there are many variations I like in this one. Do yeah, you have we, a very? We did about variation? four we today. Did, well, three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite variation in the shape? Um, I I just like the um, just the uh, the folding forward yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. I, uh, like I think that um, the added weight going over my my front leg mm-hmm. re- really feels good. Yeah. In in doing that, so that yeah. I think that's the one that I enjoy the most. Yeah, and I like that folding forward aspect too. Um, if I want to compare it to butterfly, for instance, when I'm in butterfly. I can't round my spine forward as much, partially because of my spine injury, maybe partially because of my anatomy, but it's so much more accessible for me in this shape, I think, because my right leg is out of the way. It's back behind me internally rotating. So I can get more rounding to the spine in a safer way in deer. So I love it too. Okay. Uh, One thing that I love to teach sometimes is instead of folding forward straight over the shin, fold towards the knee or fold towards the front foot. It's slightly different. You're going to get a little bit of extension to either the left side or right side of your body, depending on where you're going, but you're still folding forward. Uh, at that point, you're going to be probably stressing the ligaments that support the spine as well, which is lovely. So that's nice. I do teach those sometimes. Most of the time when I teach this, though, if I'm going to teach two, three, four variations, I will start with the forward fold, and then I'll go to a side stretch. So in this case, your left shin is parallel to the top of your mat. Your right shin is parallel to the side of your mat. I would tell you to put your left hand on the ground outside your left hip and then stretch your right arm up over your head in the same direction as your left hand. So you feel the stretch to the right we side We did body. that one tonight. We did. Um, so if you have a bolster, it's really lovely to put this along your left thigh and just lie on top of it and stretch That's your arms away from you. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, but if you don't have a bolster, you know, your forearm can be on the ground. You can just keep your hand on the mat. Sometimes your hand on a block for a little extra height. And you lift your right rib cage up more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And that's lovely. Uh, so I like that one a lot. Usually from the side bend, what I go to is the twist. So your legs are in that same variation. Your hands are outside your left hip and left thigh, about shoulder width apart, and you twist your upper body so your chest, your gaze stays centered between your hands still. You can stay up on your hands here. That for the beginning of the posture or all of the posture. Or this one feels really good to come down and lie on a bolster on. In this case, the bolster would be sticking straight out from your left hip for most bodies. Um, you could also add blocks under your forehead, your torso. Again, if I'm at home, I'll just ball a comforter up and <laughs> shove it underneath me in whatever way feels good. Um, and that one's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember what I mentioned in class tonight about about that twist? <laughs> I don't, because I think I was zoning out. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I think that twisted deer pose, more than any other shape I've ever taught, is the one that people fall asleep in the most yep. often. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I was on my way there. So yeah, and that's okay. You, you're getting a lot of uh, really relaxing aspects in that shape. So um, you're rounding forward which will calm your body as long as it's a safe thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. You're twisting, which as we've talked about in twisting episodes, uh, compresses your internal organs. So that's going to calm the body as well. Uh, Plus your lower limbs are closer to your heart. So again, soft, relaxing, calms the nervous system. Uh, And it's accessible for a lot of bodies, I think. So Mm -hmm. a really lovely way to do that. Um, On the flip side of things, another variation that I teach a little more rarely, is your left shin parallel to the top of your mat, your right shin parallel to the side of your mat, and then instead of folding forward over the front shin, you back bend. So you're, you okay. come straight back, you lie on the ground, straight back behind you, maybe on a bolster, maybe all the way to the ground. For most people, your knees are going to lift off the ground while you do this. For me, I like to bring my right knee forward on top or towards my heel when I do this. Um, it is a big back bend. It is a big opener to the hip flexors, so a lot like saddle, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Very similar, uh, but more accessible for my body than saddle, more comfortable for me. Um, and just a yeah, really lovely variation that's a little more spicy than some of the others. I'd say. I, I can see it being that. Yeah, one of my favorites, though. Uh, those will be the main variations that come to my mind. Have you done any other variations that you can think of? I'm sure we have. It's just (laughs) those are the ones that are really coming to mind for me. Yeah, those are my favorites. But if you guys have some favorite variations, let us know. Maybe you'll see them pop up in class next time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one final thing I kind of want to touch on. I feel like we don't do this side of things very often, but if you're more flexible, if you feel nothing in deer and you want to feel a little bit more, maybe try moving your feet further away from your body. So in this case... Um, start with your shin, left shin parallel to the top of your mat and then move your heel away from you. you I've, I'm watching your face and you're a little confused. I'm trying to picture that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it really makes it a little more spicy. And same thing, move your right heel further away from your body and just play with it. See where you feel this. Because especially in the hips, I think there's so many little things that can contribute to your range of motion that you might find the best sensation for you in something that I've never even heard of or seen someone do. So experiment, especially mm-hmm. in the in-class, you've got time. If you're taking deer in my class, you've got at least three or four minutes in that shape to play with right. it. Yeah. <laughs> so play with it. Make those small adjustments. And as always, if it doesn't feel good and you're having trouble making it feel the best in your body, chat with your teacher after class. We would love to work on it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I think we're going to cut this one here if we don't have anything to add about Deer Pose 90-90. Yeah, not much else to say, but as always, if you have another posture you'd love to hear about, if you have questions about this or any other episodes, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and hope to see you in the studio soon. Okay, thanks everyone. Have a good night. Have a great night. 